Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Aloha and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast with my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcasts. We're so glad you're here. Yeah, there's a lot of contributors to acne. Like you said, family history is a big one. Changing of hormones, stress is a big flaring factor. There's studies done like around exam, final exam time or emotional stress that can flare. Oil um, from products like hair products or face products, or definitely I see a lot of acne breakouts from occlusion from like sports helmets or gear here in Minnesota. A lot of hockey players will start to break out from their hockey helmets. Hey friends, you are listening to the voice of my friend, mother of six, dermatologist Heidi Foster. I am so grateful that Heidi was able to take the time to join us. I feel like this might be an episode you should gather the whole family for. Get your husband, get your kids. There is something in here for everyone from acne to aging and everything in between. And not only does Heidi share some kind of eye-opening statistics, things that will maybe wake us up and inspire us to take better care of our skin, but she also gets super practical. I think she just gave us like tons of free advice. So this is a good episode to share with your friends, share with your family. I think you're going to get a ton out of it. Heidi and I go way back. We're going to tell a little bit about the story of how we met. I have so much respect for she and her husband, Brent, and everything they're doing as a family. So you're going to learn a little bit more about her, Um, but I'm just super excited. I feel like this is a huge gift that I get to share with you. Now, before I dive into that, I just want to touch bases with all of you and see how you're doing. I can't believe it's the very end of June, and I know that 2020 has been a doozy. So I hope you're all doing okay. Hope you're staying sane. Hope you are enjoying some special time with family this summer. And you know what? I just love hearing from you. So feel free to email me, touch bases with me anytime. I appreciate it when I see you sharing this podcast on social media, in your Instagram stories or anywhere else. It means so much to me. And hey, if you enjoy this episode, would you take a minute to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen? It means so much to me. This community is continuing to grow and I am super grateful. 
grateful. Now, anything Heidi and I mention will be found in show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Look for episode number 61. Also links to the podcast sponsors. There's some discount codes. Definitely check out show notes. They're always packed. And this is the last day of the sunscreen bundle giveaway. So be sure to find that question and respond to it in the comments over at show notes. Okay, guys, packed episode ahead. I think you're going to get tons out of it. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy this conversation about all things skincare with Heidi Foster. Hope you enjoy. Well, hey, Heidi, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so grateful you could take the time. I know you're super busy with a house full of kids, with work, with all that you do, but you have been on my mind for so many months. And now that we're in the summer season, I have such a long list of questions. I think we could talk for hours. But before I dive in with all of this, could you just tell everybody a little about yourself and your family? Absolutely. I'm married to my husband, Brent, for 22 years, which feels like forever, but feels like we got married just yesterday. We got married two days before medical school started, so it was a whirlwind. Mm, we live now right. in the western suburbs of Minneapolis, Minnesota, on one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes. We love lake life and sports in the summer and have an ice hockey mm. rink on the lake we enjoy during the winter. We have six mm. kids, three boys and three girls age ranging from 18 down to eight years. Our youngest two were adopted from Sierra Leone, West Africa, almost three years ago, and they've been such an incredible blessing. I had been seeing patients as a dermatologist for 15 years, which feels crazy too. I see lots of kids and teenagers as our office is right across from um, schools, all the schools that my kids go to. And I do general derm and cosmetic dermatology, and I absolutely love it. Awesome. Now, Heidi and I go way back. Yes, we do. Until we, we go back. My husband, Dave, and I were just out for a jog this morning before this interview, and we were reminiscing about how we all met. And Heidi, you could probably tell what you remember because my memory is kind of blurry, but we did something called Summer Medical Institute together. That's yep, right. That's Isn't right. that what it was called? And it was kind of like what I think back on it as it was almost like a summer camp for yes. medical students. And it was, was it a it month? I feel like yep. it was weeks. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. a, And it was a summer thing that a uh, doctor near Portland, Oregon, where Dave was in medical school, hosted in conjunction with Christian Medical Dental Association, I yep. believe. Was it kind it of was. related to that yeah. one? Okay. I'm, right. I'm right so far. And we, and we all camped out together for a month. And he was pretty much training these medical students in both serving the underreached, serving the poor in the community, as well as sharing their mm -hmm. faith through medicine. Is that kind of what our yes, mission was? If I remembered exactly it right? right, it was just an incredible experience and a great way to meet a lot of different medical students and that had a heart for God. Yes. Yes. And what was funny, I, I think you were already married, but you came, you, your husband wasn't able right. to be with you. So you were out there all the way yeah. from Minnesota. We're in Vancouver, Washington, I guess yeah. is where it was. And I was the only one, I think, married with a baby. So I had little Josiah with us there. So Dave and I were kind of doing it a little bit on the side, and um, but we were fully involved. And you and I would go mm -hmm. running and I got to know you and just adored you. And then all these years later, I guess you came to Hawaii once. Yeah, we, we stayed with you. Fun. Oh. <laughs> See, 
I love it. And then you've come over and we didn't right. get to meet as well, but we need to get you back here. I know our kids would have so much fun together and I'm so inspired also by your adoption story. So you're just one of my favorite people. Love to follow you and love your heart. So when I started thinking about all the topics I wanted to bring to these boy moms, I was like, I know we've been through some skin issues with our teenage boys and I'm turning 50 this year. So I've got some skin <laughs> issues of my own. And so I just was so excited when you said yes to an interview. So thank you for well, taking it's my the time. pleasure. I love you too. So it's mutual. <laughs> all right. Well, let's just dive in because I can chit chat and reminisce about the past forever with you. But we're going to talk today about all kinds of things related to skin. I have put out some questions on Facebook and um, to people through my email subscribers asking, what are your biggest skin issues? And I have such a long list that, hey, we might have to have a part two with you, Heidi. But today we're going to cover what we can and we're going to start with the boys. Would you, I, I don't even know at what age you start mm -hmm. thinking about skin care for kids. Can you just take us from whatever you would recommend if we were Absolutely. Well, probably no surprise that my preteen and teen boys are my biggest challenge when it comes to skincare and active prevention. Not all, but most of them mm -hmm. do not like to fuss much with their skin. But if I can mm -hmm. get them to start early with a skincare routine, it helps immensely. And the basic routine I recommend is a gentle cleanser, and I have some recommendations I can give you. Um, CeraVe foaming cleanser is a good one. Elta MD foaming cleanser, okay. followed by a light okay. non-comedogenic lotion, so one that won't clog the pores. CeraVe lotion or mm -hmm. Cetaphil lotion are good ones that are bland. That's a good starting point okay. for a preteen. I'm having yep. my 12-year-old okay. kind of work on this right now. Can I've been working on him probably since okay. probably 10 or 11 when I first started started to notice you started to get some clogged pores to so try to get him to use this routine mm -hmm. you know it can be done in the shower the cleanser and lotion after or and it's ideal right before bed to remove the oils that build up on the skin during the day okay the acne yep. is really makes sense. caused by plug pores so dead skin cells excess yeah. oil okay. sometimes bacteria and 85 percent okay. of teens will get acne you know ranging from mild to more mm -hmm. of the cystic and scarring type. And like I said, it can start oh, around 10 or 11. And I see it lasting into the 20s. Okay. Now, unfortunately, I treat a lot of adult yep. female patients as well that have mm -hmm. um, stubborn acne that persists. But by mid-teens, right. about 40% will have acne or scarring that requires treatment by a dermatologist or their primary physician. Okay. And Okay. And I'm going to hop in to say anything that you name or maybe some of these categories, you're not going to have time to name things, but I will ask to get a list from you that I'll put in show notes. So if people are, are somewhere where they can't take notes right now, don't stress. I promise to have show notes with anything that Heidi mentions and probably a few things that she won't mention. So um, thank you for all your recommendations. This is going to be really helpful. Okay. So you're saying my little Levi's 10 years old, it would be wise to start him with just a daily skincare kind yep, of routine, yep. right? Morning and yep, evening and at least? Definitely, most okay, importantly, good. before bed. So it's hard sometimes to get those little guys to do it twice a day. But if you can get in the routine yes. of doing it when he brushes his teeth at night, just washing the face gently, putting on a light lotion, that really kind of preps for later on when we have to maybe add something else. Awesome. Okay, now... Let's talk acne. Yes. Deep. Um, I know it's so there's there's got to just be a, a genetic component to that. Some of my kids have had yeah. it pretty easy. Others, it seems like a bit more of a struggle. Tell us what to do when we start to see that. And um, 
and really on i think an important thing to say talk about is how we as moms maybe can approach this with our kids if the boys aren't taking it serious or don't think it's a yeah. big deal. No, that's, that's great. Yeah, there's a lot of contributors to acne. Like you said, family history is a big one. Changing of hormones, mm-hmm. stress is a big flaring mm-hmm. factor. There's studies done like around exam, final exam time or emotional stress that can yep. flare. Oil um, from products like hair products or face products or definitely I see a lot of mm-hmm. acne breakouts from occlusion from like sports helmets or gear here in Minnesota, a lot of hockey players will start to break out from their hockey helmet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to okay. touch on foods too, although not studies as a direct cause of acne, there definitely can be flares in certain patients. And we usually, you know, will recommend okay. um, a low glycemic or anti-inflammatory diet because if you have a healthier diet, you have a healthier body and healthier skin overall, both dairy and sugar has yep. been, um, has been noted as triggers and there's more studies being done on that right now, but. Okay. Wait, did you say though, that that's not as, as high right. up on the list? That's more, right. of a more secondary. Of a secondary. Really? Yeah. Yep. Now okay. we might find out more okay. over time as more studies come out, larger studies, sure. but at least that genetic component yeah. is huge. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Okay. But you're saying okay. sugar and dairy yep. I'm writing down here. That's two things we're focusing on in our family. By mid-teens, about, I think I mentioned about 40% of adolescents will have acne or scarring that requires treatment by the dermatologist. And my biggest concern is that scarring and preventing the scarring because that scarring is permanent, mm. you know, it can really last lifelong. Mm-hmm. It's usually yes. caused by those inflammatory or deeper pink bumps that you see in some patients. And yep. oftentimes when yep. it gets to that point, it can be really emotionally distressing for preteens and teens can cause them to, you know, lose yes. confidence, pull back from social interactions and have poor self-image. And some, sometimes, totally. you know, as a point of bullying, and we might not know about that as, as yeah. a moms. And so it's, mm. even though they may not really act like they want to treat it or care about it, most patients deep down yeah. really do. And I, I always tell yeah. moms, use me, you yeah. know, just maybe you can bring them in. A lot of my moms will bring them in for a skin check or to look at a couple moles and hand me a little note saying, Hey, there's acne issues, but he's kind of uncomfortable talking about it. Like yep. you're the doctor. Can you take control of that? And if you have so a good. good rapport with a dermatologist you trust, you know, you can ask around and find someone that's good with kids. And oftentimes, you know, I'm the one that can broach the subject instead of the mom, because there can be some tension between so that. And good. oftentimes I'll, I'll hold them accountable and say, Hey, we're going to start you on this. I'm going to see you back, you know, in six weeks. And I really want you to stick with this. Right. So we can see if it works and they'll take uh, my words a little bit better than mom sometimes. Definitely. Isn't that always the case? I love that. And so, and so I think you mentioned before we got on, this is a good opportunity. If you're not taking your son to the dermatologist, you can also refer to this podcast episode and just say, Hey, I was listening. So whatever it takes, just be creative, be thoughtful, because you know, you, you don't want to ignore something that's this important. You definitely want to talk about things, but you want to do it the right way. Okay. Well, as far as scarring goes, is just because I'm leaping ahead a little bit, but is that something that we can hope like yes. other treatments for scarring yes. so later? My first okay. line treatment okay. for, for acne or the plug pores is a retinoid. That's a vitamin A derivative that you've probably heard of. It unplugs the pores, but it also increases the turnover of the skin. So it can prevent scarring and it can also remodel existing scars. So it's kind of across Ooh. the board. It's number my number one recommendation. Okay. Um, it can be... Okay. It can be drying, so we got to be careful in these preteens and teens, especially because if they start using it and they get dry skin, they'll they'll stop it and never want to go back. But 
I instruct patients right. to start every third night, so just a few nights a week, put a little bit of that lotion, that non-comedogenic lotion I talked about. So we'll have a list of uh, recommendations, like put that on before a little light layer, then a pea-sized amount of the retinoid. And it takes about a month for the skin to get used to the increased turnover. So that for the dryness to kind of go away. And it takes uh -huh. a full six yep. to eight weeks to be fully effective. So that's my biggest challenge with preteens and teens is getting them to stick with and be consistent. Yes. Patience. And for the yes. scarring, Patience. like you mentioned, it can take months to really improve. So you really have to stick with it long term. Okay. And my... Okay. Now, is this retinoid something you can yeah. get over the counter or is that something they need a prescription There is one for? that was prescription strength that just went over the counter in the last year or so. It's called Differin Point One Gel. You can get it at the drugstore, even Target, Walgreens, Walmart. Um, but I can put, we'll put that in the show notes too. And then there are prescription awesome. strengths, higher strengths, which, which can be more effective. But I usually always have my patients, okay. especially the younger they are, start with that over-the-counter option. And then you can see their dermatologist mm -hmm. and look up because it's best if their skin gets used to the lower strength first. Okay. Wow. This is so good. Okay. So is there a point, I know that some of my son's friends have been on um, mm -hmm. prescription medication as well. When do you get to that point where you need the antibiotics? Is that what yeah, they're driving? So um, antibiotics. So when does that, when does that become necessary or is it, is that something you believe? I do in kind of controlled and controlled setting. So if patients have more of those inflammatory okay. or pink lesions that aren't clearing with the retinoid, mm. they may need yeah. like a topical anti-inflammatory or topical antibiotic and or an oral antibiotic, especially if I see some signs of scarring, I'll want to settle that down quickly on an oral antibiotic. Now we try to keep patients on the shortest course possible in order to prevent antibiotic uh -huh. resistance. And there's some extended release brands that are really nice because they don't cross the bacterial threshold and they don't have the risk of resistance. There's also another medication you may have heard of, Accutane, which is for more severe yeah. acne. Yeah. And if it's, right. I've yeah, heard mixed, yeah. mixed results from friends yeah, who have so used it's that. It's an oral vitamin A derivative. So like the retinoid that I'm recommending for your skin to put on topically, it's an oral form of that. So mm -hmm. it's a vitamin A derivative. Wow. It can decrease some of the oil production permanently. So in those patients that we just have tried everything and can't get them to clear, or if they mm -hmm. come in right away and I'm seeing a lot of scarring right away, that's when I recommend it. Mm -hmm. And it does have to be monitored wow. really closely for usually a five to six month period yeah. um, with lab work mm -hmm. just to make sure the cholesterol doesn't yeah. go up or things don't get, um, get off mm -hmm. that way. But when used low yeah. dose and appropriately, it can be really life-changing for some of my severe acne patients. So I do wow. believe in it. It has to be monitored. Okay, good. Oh, good. Oh, wow. I wish you lived closer to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, oh, wow. Okay. Well, um, that is all so good. We're going to put links to everything. Um, feel free to add anything else about acne, but I know that we need to talk about kids um, and sunscreen since it is summertime. Um, is there anything we want to add to this conversation about acne first? Um, a few things that I just wanted to mention. Um, definitely, it's, some of our kids are pickers. And that's so, so hard. Yeah. And that can cause scarring. So yeah. popping, squeezing, picking up acne definitely stimulates that scar tissue to form. So I would definitely, if mm -hmm. you can get your kid into a dermatologist, if they're a picker, it helps because we can be the one to tell them about the consequences and we can right. give them an alternative, which mm -hmm. I usually will have a topical anti-inflammatory that I say every time you reach to your face and feel like picking, 
just go grab it, put it on. You know, you can replace that habit, wow. stop that habit. I love that. Oh, I love that because I think that I was a picker when I was a teenager, I know, but my um, one son is so self-controlled and he just doesn't. And I'm, I'm oh, super, so, so impressed because sometimes I'm like, I could never do that. But I agree with you that having something to replace the habit with is so helpful. And if you have something on there, it's going to help you to not do it. But here's my follow-up question for that. And this is getting kind of gross, but we got a bunch of boy moms listening is my family has debates over this, by the way. So you're about to solve a big, <laughs> uh -oh. is there a point where it's okay to just pop that thing when it's like so clearly ready or, or yeah. is my self-controlled son, right? That he thinks you should actually just leave it and it will yeah. like fall off on its own. Talk to us. Right. Normally what I recommend instead of going after it, you know, and totally popping it, which can push the inflammation deeper down, even if it looks yes. really ready, is a warm compress because that'll usually open it up on its own. Oh, um, yeah. Or at least bring it to the surface more that you're not going to push that inflammation down deeper and get more scarring. So a really warm compress kind of several cycles of that. Usually those that are right ready to pop, it'll get, get rid of that. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's good. Okay. Well, no, thank you. I'm going to have a family meeting. And solve this. <laughs> the other thing, Monica, um, hair products, just make sure yeah. avoiding oil-based hair products okay. and that the sunscreen you use during the summer is non-comedogenic. Mm. And there's some I'll give you that I recommend for acne prone skin. Ulta MD has a clear formulation that I really like for my acne patients. So okay. I'll include that in the list I give you. Great. Oh, this is so helpful. Okay. And then um, also, I know my son worked in a restaurant. Hopefully he'll be going back to work, but he felt like when he was just around, you know, a sweaty environment, work environment, hot, you know, dishes, all the things that happened in a restaurant, he felt like that really triggered it. Is there anything you can do in the middle of say a work shift, or if you're doing sports, would you recommend using like those, uh, I use the makeup remover wipes. Would you recommend using those throughout the day or what do you do? That can be helpful if you're in that environment, especially if there's grease in the air and cooking mm. and a lot of the heat. Yeah, it is good to use those wipes. And oftentimes I'll give my patients, there's some, some pledgets, some antibiotic or anti-inflammatory pledgets that a lot of my patients will have them put it in their hockey bag or sports bag. We'll have them wipe down their skin right after um, a practice or a game, but right. it works in the work settings as well. Okay, good. Wow, that's good. Awesome. Okay. Uh, I'm probably going to think of more questions now related to acne <laughs> as soon as we're done. So I might have to circle back if yeah. more things pop into my head. Okay, good. Now, sunscreen and sun care. Obviously, this doesn't just start in the teenage years. We got to protect those kids from the time they're in the sun. Um, I'm sure this is something you have fair skin, your, your kids look like they've got pretty fair skin. What do you, what, how do we approach this from the time they're little? Oh, Monica, I'm a reformed sun worshiper. <laughs> I had my first skin cancer in my thirties. So I'm really mm. invested in this topic besides being a dermatologist that treats, um, skin cancer all the time, uh -huh. more than, more than half of all new cancer diagnoses are skin cancer. Mm -hmm. And one in five Americans will develop some form of skin cancer during their lifetime. Mm -hmm. And like you said, early prevention is important because skin damage builds up over time, starting with the very first sunburn, which is common when you're young and mm -hmm. miss some areas or forget, mm -hmm. you know, out too long. Yeah. And even one blistering sunburn in childhood or the teen years more than doubles your chance of oh. developing melanoma, which is oh. the deadliest skin cancer. So it's pretty scary stats when wow. you start to yeah. start to research it. The wow. UV damage occurs even when there's no obvious burn. You know, I used to think 
we used to say that there's a healthy tan, you know, mm -hmm. and then we all want to look good, at least in my generation, but yes. tan skin is really damaged skin. It's a response to UV damage in the cells causing mm -hmm. that pigment to be laid down. So as much as we can prevent and love the skin we're in and we're born with, the better. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was a tanning bed girl in high school. I was mm -hmm. in Washington state and I played sports where I had to wear little <laughs> uniforms and I wanted to be tan. Oh, and I'm so sad for all the damage I know I did because now I'm super careful, but I guess yeah. there's not much we can do about that past damage, but we can sure work on preventing it now. Uh, is sunscreen enough or do we need to wear long sleeves, long legs, hats, glasses? What do we need? Yeah, definitely that broad spectrum sunscreen. So okay. that's water resistant with SPF 30 or higher. Okay. And I prefer, prefer the physical blockers like titanium dioxide or zinc oxide. So you okay. need to read the label on the back. Yep. The physical blockers sit on top of the skin. So they reflect the sun rays off instead of the chemical which are absorbed into the skin. Okay. They're just safer in my opinion. And sure. there's a lot of debates about different sunscreen out there. But physical blockers are definitely my top recommendation. And I'll give you a list of the Elsa and the Surface and the Vanna Cream. There's different brands that I will give you that are really good um, okay. for that physical blocking base. Oh, Reapplying so every two hours, even on really cloudy days and right. after every time you sweat or swim. So it is a lot of application, but that protective clothing you talked about, you know, I always recommend yeah. broad brim hats, sunglasses, and there's a lot of SPF clothing now with sun shirts or rash guards. Yes. My yes. favorite um, company is Coolabar. I don't know if you've heard of them, but oh, okay. I, can, I can include that website too. They make real lightweight, breathable um, nice. fabric for sun protection. And then, of course, seeking the shade and avoiding the tanning beds and right. applying applying enough sunscreen. It's huge. I always counsel my patients on this because yeah. studies show that uh, that we usually apply about 25 to 50% of the recommended amount to get the SPF on the bottle. Mm -hmm. So one ounce or like one full shot glass is how I was taught should cover the whole body. So wow. if you're using your sunscreen daily and in the correct amount, if you're outside a lot, a bottle should not last long. Wow. Okay. Dave, yeah. You would love, you would be applauding Dave. He, we laugh at him because his face is always like completely white and he's got it in his whiskers and he's just white. We're like, you look so gross. And he's like, well, I care about my skin. <laughs> you know, they do, they have made a lot of new formulations like that surface one that you talked about or the Elsa that it's, it's not nanoparticles, which we worry about, but it's micronized enough mm. that it, it doesn't give you as much of that white pasty right. look. But no day, no day. <laughs> well, my, yeah. I always remember that we were on Maui once for something and there were this beach was everyone on the beach seemed to be covered head to toe, like long legs, long sleeves. And we're like, who are these people? And we asked let somebody, let me guess. Oh God, let me guess. And it, was, it was a dermatology <laughs> conference and all the families, we were cracking up. We're like, oh my goodness, these dermatologists. Monica, I've been to that meeting. I've been to that meeting, Hawaii Derm, and I have the same. I'm like, this is like total education for everyone around we see it every day and once you cut off a uh, bad melanoma on a young person mm. and um that spread in the body and i'll give you some stats of that too after we're done talking about sunscreen because it's really important okay. for your listeners just to know the risks especially like you know those that are in those warm climates and just out all the time mm -hmm. and those of us that get the intermittent sun exposure with a higher risk of the sunburns when we're yeah. in more of a Right. The climate I am in Minnesota, but. 
Okay, guys, this is a packed episode. I hope you're getting a ton out of it, and there's a whole bunch more to come. But I'm going to take a quick break here just to thank this week's sponsor, who I am so excited about because for the first time in my life, I have been meal prepping. I've never been a meal planner before, and oh, what a difference it makes. So I am teaming up with Prep Dish. Now, if you're not familiar with Prep Dish, let me tell you what they do because whether you're spending long days at the pool or at the lake or you're just enjoying time with family, the truth is your kids still get hungry, your family still has to eat. And if you're like me, after these months of quarantine, you might be getting burnt out on the same old meals over and over. Well, Prep Dish is a meal planning service, and every week they send you an email with a grocery list and prep ahead instructions so all of your meals are ready for the week. You shop once, prep once, and you're done. There's a ton of variety. The food is really healthy. My kids love the meals, and I think yours will too. Now, you can visit prepdish.com forward slash boy mom where the founder Allison is offering you a free two-week trial so check it out now great thing for this summer and I have a feeling you'll love it and want to do it for the school year too of course there will be more information in my show notes so you can visit over there and get links to prep dish but I hope you love it let me know what you think and now we'll get back to the show One one thing I want to say to your female patients is don't, I hear every single day, don't use the SPF in your foundation or makeup as your base. Uh-oh. You have to Whoops. put something on underneath. So I know this isn't the kids, but for your for your mom, yeah. make sure that they are putting on a moisturizer with SPF 30 or higher underneath their makeup. Oh. Consider the makeup bubble. Okay, so I use something that I get at Costco. <laughs> So I already gave away that it's probably not going to be what you'd recommend, but it's kind of both. It's like a moisturizer that's got a tint and SPF 30. So I'm like, oh, good. I'm covered. (laughs) That's not what you'd recommend. You know what? You might be okay with that because if it's an emotion base, you'd have to read the back of the label. I'd want some of that physical blocker in there higher than 7%. Okay. Goodness. One other thing, especially in Hawaii for you, remembering that SPS lip balm and remembering I have patients use that like on the top of their ears too, because mm. ears, I see a lot of skin cancers on the top of the ears. ears. That's right. Yeah. Well, my, my parents have given me a lot of wake up calls just because when they were young, of course, my dad grew up in Oklahoma and he said they didn't even know. I mean, he, he didn't personally use sunscreen if they had it, he wasn't aware of it, but every summer, you know, yeah. it just get fried in the sun until his skin got used to it. And um, so now they're having a lot of things removed and it just makes me sad yeah. and scared and I don't want to go through that. Okay. I- go on from there. Yeah, can I give you some stats on that? Just because that's so important yes. for your listeners yes. to know about the skin cancer. Yes. So basal cell skin cancer and squamous cell skin cancer is probably what like your parents are mm-hmm. experiencing right now. Yes. It's the most common form of skin cancer and yes. starts kind of as a scaly area or a bump that bleeds, usually on sun exposed areas over the years. Mm-hmm. Now Thankfully, that type of skin cancer is 95% curable if it's caught early and usually doesn't spread inside the body. So as long as you're being monitored by a dermatologist, if you start to have questionable spots, you know, oftentimes they can be disfiguring and grow locally, you know, mm-hmm. especially if um, nose and ears and cheeks are real common spots. Yep. But if you get checked out early, it's curable. Now, melanoma is the one I really want to make sure that we mm-hmm. are aware of. The incident rates for melanoma have been steadily increasing over the last 30 years. And this is the type of skin cancer that spreads inside the body. Mm-hmm. So it's the uh, deadliest. It spreads inside the body the mm-hmm. fastest. Yeah. One person dies each hour from melanoma in the U.S. Whoa. But, you know, SPF, daily use of SPF studies show cuts that risk in half. So if you can really get in the habit 
it can really, really help. Mm. Now, increased risk with light skin, you know, red or blonde hair, blue or green eyes for melanoma, but even dark skinned or any shade of skin can, can get melanoma. Mm. And early detection is just essential. So your dermatologist early melanoma is usually a new dark spot or a changing mole on your body. Mm. And I don't know if you want me to go over, there's ABCDEs, the melanoma that I educate my patients yes, about. I can either review that. Yeah, or, I want to hear okay. it and then we'll put it in um, show notes. So you can just run over okay, it. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, it's just a real, it's a helpful way to remember what to look for in changing molds or new spots. Okay. So A stands for asymmetry. Okay. So if one half of the mold doesn't look the same as the other, if it's asymmetric, that's a concern. And we'd like them to be very even in shape and color. Okay. B is border. So again, like if it's a jagged border or irregular border, we like it to be a smooth little circle or oval oftentimes. So watch that border. C is color variation. So if there's any pink or gray or black or multiple colors of brown inside your mole, it should be one even color if it's a normal mole. Mm -hmm. B is diameter. So anything bigger than six millimeters, which is like a pencil eraser, that size, Mm especially if it's growing, is for evolving. So if something's changing and growing, that's something to point out and get checked out by your dermatologist. Mm. I tell my patients all the time, if you have a gut feeling about a spot, if something just doesn't seem right, listen to your body, go in. And oftentimes, you know, if I listen to my patients, even if it looks okay to me clinically, I like to err on the side of checking Mm -hmm. it because there's been several times that we've caught something that just a patient knew wasn't right or had been changing. So definitely listen to your body that way. Oh, that is so good. I I love that you listen to them because I do have, I think, two different friends who had a funny feeling and their their doctor didn't take it serious. And then it did turn out to be something. Mm -hmm. So good. Good for you. We're, we all wish we could come visit you. <laughs> come, come to Find a doctor that'll listen. Find a doctor that'll listen. Most will listen to you. So, yeah. Yes, I'm sure most will. Um, okay, so we've got the ABCDE. I'll put that in our notes. Sunscreen melanoma. It is scary stuff. And I know that sometimes it shows up in really funny places. I have a friend whose sister mm-hmm. found one between her toes and how yep. easy it would be to miss that. And that's why I do yeah. go in every year and just say, you know, check me. I, they go in your hair and your scalp, right? Yes, absolutely. So. Yep. Melanomas could come in the scalp. It's not all sun related as far as melanomas go. Mm-hmm. So they can't, there's that genetic component. So they can come, come on the bottom and the scalp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, bottom of the foot or in between the toes. So Definitely, when you get your skin checked, make sure your dermatologist does the real head to toe. Right. Okay. Wow, this is so good. All right, let's um, move on to this relates to sun, sun damage. Like I said, I'll be turning 50 this year, and I have to say that as much as I want to age gracefully, I'm like, man... I, I don't know, need to age so that. Like, can we can we slow it down a little? And of course, I've heard yes. from lots of people who say, talk to us about what we can do to just help the aging process of our skin, especially if we haven't done a perfect job up till now. What can we start doing? Um, Give me some hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we all start noticing those age spots or little brown spots showing up. It's just like, what are these? The skin texture changes or get thinner and little wrinkles, you know, even if you're not a smoker, you know, have taken good care of your health overall, those little lines around your oh, mouth or eyes will start to, totally. to show up. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So I have three, my top three, my big three recommendations for all my female, my mom patients. Mm-hmm. Number one is never, you're not going to be surprised by this. It's never too late to protect every day. Okay. So back to that SPF, finding one that you like as a moisturizer to apply to your face and neck and any exposed area, okay. 365 days a year. So just get in the habit of doing it every day. That is huge in prevention. Okay. 
Then number two, we're back to the retinoids. So retinoids are not only used for our teenagers and our acne patients. I tell my female patients, my teens, I start on retinoids that I want you to use this forever because it's so good for anti-aging. Retinoids actually stimulate collagen elastin that those fibers thin out over time and they break down. That's what causes some of that texture change in our skin. So if we can get our female patients or any patient even, well, I try to get my husband to use it Mm -hmm. every night, a little retinoid that will stimulate that collagen. Okay. On my list. And then number three, number three is antioxidants. Okay. So topical antioxidants, which are a little bit more tricky because a lot of um, anti-aging products that are over the counter are not regulated by the FDA. So there's not great studies done and they can put anything on the label promising anything. Mm. And it's not always what it's claimed to be. So that's really the a hard, hard thing to navigate. So usually I'll say, go with well-studied dermatology recommended brands of antioxidants. So well, by antioxidants, I'm talking, talking about like the vitamin C serums or CE ferulic serums. If you've heard of those different yep. serums applied to the mm-hmm. skin. Usually I have patients apply these in the morning to the face and neck underneath their sunscreen. So your retinoid is going to be at night and you'll always use your retinoid with a moisturizer. Your antioxidant will be in the morning underneath your moisturizing SPF. And what, what the vitamin C does is reduces inflammation, supports the skin repairing itself. Medically tested brands that I'd recommend, I'll give those to you, Monica, but Obagi, SkinCeuticals, SkinMedica, those all have really good studies on them. And I can recommend certain ones. But vitamin C has to be in a certain percentage to be effective. And also, it's very hard to stabilize in solution. So you have to have something that's well studied. Otherwise, you're spending your money and it's not not even um, active in solution. Okay, wow. I'm going to definitely want that list. I'm I'm going to turn over a new leaf after this conversation. There's other little bonus extras. So those big three are the basics that I want my female patients to get in the habit of using. Okay. Other things you may have heard about are growth factor serums. Okay. So there's some good ones I'll get to for that that also mm-hmm. stimulates collagen elastin. And then for brown spots, there's different bleaching creams that are prescription strength. Okay. That can help lighten brown spots as well as laser treatments that are really effective or chemical peels as well, <gasps> which are all in-office treatments. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Tell us about those. What do you recommend? Because when I, when I turn 50, I want, I told Dave, I'm going to do something. I don't do anything. I don't like get, get, um, like facials. I don't do things like that. So I was like, I want to go big. What, what should I do? Yep. What's my thing? If you are using, yeah, if you're using your retinoid consistently, that really is going to be increase the turnover of your skin that you don't have to spend a lot of money on the facial. Facials are really nice. But if you're looking at more of a deeper treatment for some of the pigmentation and skin texture, you want to do things like chemical peels that are higher strength or like IPL laser. I love, I will do a couple IPL lasers on myself every winter. You don't want to be, what's hard for you in Hawaii is you don't want to be in the sun. Right. When you're getting the treatment. What do you call that? IPL intense pulse light, intense pulse light photofacial. So it's a type of laser treatment that targets brown spots and redness or little blood vessels that tend to come from past sun damage. They just keep showing up and progressing over time. I also treat a lot of my rosacea patients with the laser because if you get a lot of redness, some of your moms may experience some flushing or redness in their face over time. And that's that's genetic too, as well as with Mm -hmm. sun damage they've had in the past. But laser can help with those those brown spots and the redness. Okay. And, and do I remember right? Our chemical peels, is that like you go in a number of times or is that a one-time thing? That's more yep, over time? Yeah. So there's, 
glycolic acid, salicylic acid. That can also help, you know, with our teens. There's some light ones that can help with our teens with acne as Ooh. well. But for okay. the brown spots or the texture change in um, in females, mm-hmm. in moms, usually the deeper peels of the glycolic acid or what I recommend. Okay. So yeah. my layers, yeah. I'm looking at yeah. a serum with some kind of antioxidant. We'll look at your list. Yep. Then a moisturizer that has SPF. And then on top yep. of that would be anything else as far as uh, makeup. So those are the main two layers in the morning, right? Yep, that's the morning. Okay, and then at night is the retinoid. And then also yep. a nighttime moisturizer. Is that the other part? Yep, usually it depends how sensitive your skin is. But if you have skin that tends to get dry, I'll have you put a light layer of moisturizer on before the retinoid at night. Okay. So the retinoid, again, is that pea size amount should be your full face and neck. Okay. But if you're someone that tends to get dry... Okay. I will have you use um, the light lotion before. If you're someone that doesn't get that dry, you can put on a light layer of lotion after okay. the retinoid. Okay. And oftentimes I'll have my female patients start out with that over-the-counter different point one gel to get their skin used to it. Okay. And then to be most effective for anti-aging, we want to bump it up to a prescription strength. Mm. So okay. when their skin's used to that every night, the over-the-counter brand, then I'll move them up to a tretinoin or a Tazerac. Those are the other brands that I use. Okay. And I we just go as strong as your skin will tolerate. Mm. I don't want you dry peely every day from it, yeah. but your skin gets used to it. Like I said, over that month of using right. it, usually your skin gets used to it. Okay. And then what, we just keep that going long term because improvement is over months and months and months. You will not see immediate effects from any of these right. except for like IPL lasers or if we would do Botox or fillers, of course, you'll see that immediate result. Right. But these skincare regimens, you really have to stick with it long term. Okay. Usually I say, put your put your site six months down the road, you know, a year down the road, and you'll really see the difference. Okay, got it. And now somebody, since you just mentioned it, as a dermatologist, uh, fillers, Botox, that kind of thing, anything wrong with it if somebody wants to do that? No, okay. I, I am a proponent. Okay. I use on myself. Okay, and good. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're in the hands of someone that's been trained <laughs> well, you know, it's not something to mess around right. with, especially fillers. Okay. You want to make sure you have a board certified physician in, injecting you or someone that's been doing it a long, long time and knows kind of the danger areas okay. and the, you know, the risks with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But no, I'm a proponent. Awesome. I'm absolutely, absolutely. I love it. Well, Monica might just be looking younger every year now that she's <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I had, you know, I, I should care more. I, I should, you know, I live out in the country, so I tend to just start to go with the flow and I'm like, no, time to. Monica, <laughs> you look great. You uh, you're so sweet. Okay. I'm just looking over some of these uh, emails that came in and notes question about after uh, menopause. Is it normal for skin to change? Is there anything? Obviously, all the steps you said would be probably for the rest of your life. Um, anything that we should know? Does it skin get drier? I'm about to be at that stage pretty soon yeah, myself. It does. Okay. The other, the supplement, there's only really one supplement I really recommend strongly for the skin that's been studied really well, and it's fish oil. You're probably, mm. a lot of patients are probably already doing okay. that for other things, okay. for eyes and brain health, but it's really good um, for the skin as well. Okay. And I recommend, like my Accutane patients, their skin tends to dry out on Accutane when they're on it. I recommend fish oil for that, but I also recommend that for my female patients for skincare. Okay, well, this wasn't in my notes, so sorry to throw it at you. But besides fish oil, are there other supplements that you would recommend um, just that we can be taking that helps with skin? Yeah, you know, as I'm recommending you to do this strict sun protection, Mm -hmm. vitamin D is always a question that I get. 
So I do recommend a supplement of 600 international units of vitamin D per day. And I really recommend getting it from your diet too, because it's absorbed better. So salmon, um, for, you know, there's a lot of fortified foods okay. and milk and orange juice and okay. um, eggs, a fortified yogurt, you know, that has the vitamin D in yes. it. But that's another supplement that I do recommend. Okay. So vitamin D, we have fish oil. Um, probably like you said, just antioxidants in your diet. So be eating lots of fruits and vegetables yep. and yep. okay. There is, there is, is also one antioxidant supplement that's being studied more. Um, I'm waiting for bigger studies to come out, but it's called HelioCare. Have you heard of that? No. At all? Okay. Yeah. Um, HelioCare can give potentially an SPF of about eight to your skin okay. with the antioxidant potential in it. So it does not replace sunscreen at okay. all. But I do recommend it, especially for my patients that tend to get burned or have, there's, there's a sun reaction some of my patients get called polymorphous light eruption, Ooh. really itchy bumps mm -hmm. um, when they're out in the sun, yeah. especially their first intense exposure. And I'll, I'll have them take that antioxidant. But I may be recommending it on a more, um, a more daily basis for most of my patients when I see the bigger studies come out. Okay, that sounds very reasonable. I love that you go by the studies get the research behind whatever you say. I did have a couple of people mention that their husbands or maybe they're concerned about the chemicals in sunscreen, but if you have a good mm -hmm. one, it's worth it, right? We don't want to not wear sunscreen because of the chemicals. Oh no. And absolutely. That's why I really recommend those physical blockers mm -hmm. because there is a lot of controversy with the chemicals. Mm -hmm. So the physical blockers are totally different than the chemical sunscreen. Okay. So if the main ingredient is titanium dioxide or zinc oxide, that is your safest bet. Okay because it doesn't get absorbed through the skin or, or into the bloodstream at all. It sits on top of the skin and reflects the sun rays, sun's rays. Okay. So definitely like for kids, that Vanacream sunscreen I'm talking about, it's, it's pretty thick, okay. but it sits on top of the, of the skin and really reflects. So it's super safe and really hypoallergenic with minimal ingredients. So that's really good for, for kids and for those that are really worried about the chemical component. Awesome. Okay. Wow. Well, I think we're going to have some packed show notes here because I've been taking tons of notes here while we're talking and I know you're going to you're going to give me links to yeah. things that I might not have been able to yeah. jot down. Uh final words of wisdom from a mama who's a dermatologist. Uh I think you've probably said the most important things, but go ahead and repeat those things that people need to hold on to as we wrap up. There's a couple things I haven't mentioned Monica that I just thought oh, of. Good. One is just remembering that UV reflects off water, sand, mm. and snow. So it's more intense with that reflection. Yeah. So remember that, okay. that UV passes through window glass. So over the years, we see more skin cancers on the face on the left side wow. or on the body on the left side from driving. Wow. So just remember that. Mm. And pilots get a lot more skin cancer Whoa. due to that exposure through the window. Wow. That's just something else I think I did not Super mention. Super interesting, though. Wow. Yeah. Get your kids, get your kids really early. I mean, during those summer months, or if you live in a warm climate, just get a regular lotion that they don't balk at putting on that you put on right away in the morning. Do this for yourself too. Mm -hmm. So you have that base on and then remember to reapply. Just have it, take it with you everywhere on the boat, out to the beach and reapply. If you're, if my patients insist on using a spray to reapply, I beg them just put on a thicker lotion to start with at least. Sure. And then if you have to, if you will not reapply with the cream because of sand or texture or something, make sure you get a spray that comes out white. Mm -hmm. And Elsa MD has one that comes out white and Water Babies has one. That means that they have, it has some of those physical blockers sure. in it and apply a lot more than you'd think okay. that you need. I love that. The clear sunscreens, um, the clear sprays 
just are not as effective and patients never put on enough to get the SPF. That's right. Yes. Well, and I'm so happy that they've come out with so many cute, you know, um, long sleeve, like the, to swim in and to be out in the sun in it's really become stylish here in Hawaii. A lot of girls are wearing these just darling suits that are long. And when you first put them on, you're like, Oh, it's kind of hot, but then you get in the water and you're glad you have it on. So I think it's just an important trend that is I'm seeing around me. So that's good. Yes, let's keep that trend going. Let's keep that trend going. And you're going to look 20 till you're like 90. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I'm fighting that damage I did as a young person. And now I give um, a talk at my kids' high school. Oh. I'm just trying to get them to just reverse the, you know, yeah. the healthy tan. Oh, good. And um, I'm going to send everyone to show notes to just look at a picture of you and how great you look. Do you mind telling everyone how old you are so we can look at your picture and be amazing? Oh, you're so funny. I'm 46 and I can't believe it. I feel like I'm 30. <laughs> I know, right? I there's it's, yeah. it's just crazy how that happens. But she it yeah, is. You you look incredible. Heidi, thank you so much for your time. I've learned a ton. Again, I'm going to be going over these notes and making some changes in my own skincare. So, just appreciate all that you've shared with us and um can't thank you enough. My pleasure. Have a wonderful rest of your summer. Thank you. You too, Monica. Okay, guys, that was a packed episode. I hope you learned a lot. I know I did. And if you weren't able to take notes, no stress. Just go on over to show notes where I am listing pretty much everything that Heidi shared. Thanks, Heidi, for sending me that list. So you'll find show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Look for episode number 61. Now, the timing for this episode couldn't be better because today is the last day of June, which means I'm about to pick a winner of a sunscreen bundle from Surface Sunscreen, who is my end of show sponsor. I'm doing this at the end of each month of summer. And so all you have to do is go over to the show notes, leave a comment in response to my question over there. I'm gathering all the comments from the last three episodes and we'll be contacting a winner very soon. Now, Surface is Luke's surfing sponsor for sunscreen. Our family's been using it for years. You guys, we love the Surface products, and Heidi includes them on her list of recommended sunscreens. She's checked them out, tried it. She especially loves their zinc-based products, of course. And um, hey, their lip balms are to die for. I love the smell and feel of all of Surface's products. So of course, there will be more information about Surface in my show notes, but definitely enter to win that bundle. And also you can get 20% off all products at the Surface website, which is surfacesunscreen.com by using code BOYMOM. So order up for your family, get covered this summer. Remember you need more than you think you do. So order plenty of sunscreen, cover your kids, cover your husband, cover yourself and try to avoid everything that Heidi and I talked about from skin cancer to just the effects of aging. Definitely use your sunscreen this summer and enter to win that bundle of giveaway. Okay, guys, I just want to thank you again for being a part of this podcast community. You guys are amazing. Thank you for the ratings and reviews. If you haven't left one yet, it means so much to me if you'd hit pause or actually we're almost done. You can wait till we're done. Then go down, hit five stars on your phone. Leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom Podcast. Tell your friends about this show. Spread the word. This community is growing and I'm so grateful for all of you. So get out there. Have some fun this summer. Enjoy time with your family. Stay sane. Stay covered. Get some meal prepping done and have a wonderful rest of your week. Until next time, aloha.